Welcome to the second season of Pop Culture Elevator. You might get off on the wrong floor, but it'll still be the right one. I'm Danny. And I'm Mark. We're going to follow the rabbit down some deeper holes, and we might just make it to Wonderland. That sounds like the adventure we're looking for. We will deep dive into some newer films, but also take a look at some of our older favorites. No movie is too big or too small for us to handle. And hey, we'll even have some time to talk about film news and our favorite celebrities. That's why we're the host of Pop Culture Elevator. Now let's let's get get this show on the road. And passengers, we'd love for you to message us. So if you'd like to, you can reach us at a few different places. Our email is popcultureelevator at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is PCE Podcast. Instagram is at popcultureelevator. Facebook is facebook.com slash popcultureelevator. When Mark and I talk about pop culture, we have a hard time censoring ourselves. So there are spoilers. Some of these spoilers are many years old and some only a few days old. We just want you to know what you're getting into. So if you haven't seen the movie we were talking about, you might want to pause this and watch said film. This is your spoiler warning. Welcome to Pop Culture Elevator, episode 29 of season two. That's right, where the fun doesn't stop. And as always, today's episode is brought to you by Precise Public Adjusting. Uh, give them a call at 817-992-5040 if your insurance carrier is not treating the you the way that they agreed to. Uh, if they're giving you a hard time at a property loss claim, once again, that's Precise Public Adjusting at 817-992-5040. And let them know that Pop Culture Elevator sent you. Indeed. Apparently Mike doesn't believe us. <laughs> I know. I, I was so surprised that uh, he didn't realize that we do a spot for him at the beginning of every episode. I knew, I think he knew that there was something. Does that there, mean he doesn't listen to us? Does our sponsor not listen he, to us? Well, he does, <laughs> but I think he fast forwards through all of our intro. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Got to so, put it at the start because we'll forget but, it if we... But also, he's got his own business. He's got, got a family. Kids. Yeah, he's busy. Yeah, and so, you guys out there in the world, you're keeping him busy, so we appreciate that. And uh, yeah, can't wait to hear more uh, about y'all telling us that, rather him telling us that pop culture passengers, passengers. have yeah gone through us to him. This is how, you know, this is how it happens. We open up the show and it's a cold open like this. And we're like, what do we need to say? Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've just been stammering this whole time. Um, we are talking about another HBO Max uh, slash theater release. Uh, the Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Yeah. Um, this is uh, the third of The Conjuring main universe, but... Uh, Let's see, they've got, you got The Conjuring, The Conjuring 2, you've got three Annabelle films. Yeah. Which I thought there were only two, but I learned the other day that there's three. Mm-hmm. Then you've got uh, The Nun, yep. and then you've got The Curse of La, La, is it La Llorona? La Llorona. La Llorona. Yeah, La Llorona. And uh, what, so, was that seven movies in? Mm-hmm. Seven movies? I might be missing one. I don't know. There's, uh, and it's crazy. There's that many films. I had to do a, a uh, recap of everything in the universe before I watched this. Anything in the Conjuring universe. You watched all of them? No, I watched a recap. Like a 15-minute recap that went over everything. Uh, Passengers know this about me. When it comes to horror films, I am good with slasher. (laughs) I am good with with a whole gambit of, of horror films, weird stuff i love it all but when it comes to demonic stuff i i get freaked out really easily like anything that has to do with like demons or like uh like a really freaky ghost haunting that's when i kind of get really freaked out like all the other stuff i'm good with and it's fun for me the first conjuring movie is like the scariest film i've ever seen and it kept me up for probably a week thinking about it and so um, I did not go back and watch The Conjuring. Uh, when I watched the recap and they showed uh, Bathsheba on top of the um, oh, yeah. cabinet, I was like, yes, I got to look. I, no, I hate this. Um, 
Which makes it a good movie. I think it's a good movie. Exactly. Uh, it's just really freaky for me, and I don't want to rewatch it. It's kind of like I don't want to watch Hereditary again, even though I love that film. Yeah, um, and, and I respect that because, I, like, at first when you told me that it kind of irritates me, but it's not like it stops you from watching or liking the movie. It's just that you're going to watch it with the lights on, which I don't like. I don't think we could ever watch a demonic movie together because I, I want all the lights off because again, I think I've said this, said this time and time again, horror movies, a good horror movie is going to make you feel something. And uh, most likely fear um and despair and whatnot which i love about the horror genre no matter what if it's done right you are going to be immersed in this world and that's if it's done right kind of like midsummer maybe Mm -hmm. like a folk horror and it's not like i'm scared but like it made me feel things like a horror film makes you feel same thing with the witch same thing with like hereditary but i'll tell you what if we're just judging it by what you said, then The Conjuring is not a very good. Conjuring Three is not a very good movie. Exactly. I, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. Um. Um. But that's compared to like six other movies. Sure. In and its I'm, own. I I, I didn't watch any of the Annabelles. I didn't watch Curse of La, uh, La Llorona. Seen them all. La Llorona. I I don't. But it's not because I don't. It just they didn't look great to me. James uh, oh. is. It, Let's see. I'm trying to think of uh, it's James Wan. If I'm not getting him mixed up really quick, I just want to do a quick look. James Wan, who did Saw. So if he did Saw, I'm guessing he is the Conjuring guy. Okay. So James Wan did uh, direct the original Conjuring, and I believe he directed Conjuring 2, which I thought was pretty good. He mm. did Insidious, which I thought was fantastic as well. It was, yeah. Um, so, and you know, he did Aquaman, which I liked. He's doing another movie we're going to review later on this uh, year, Malignant. I'm pretty excited for. But um, so James Wan, I think, is a great director. This is directed by uh, let's see, the guy's name is Michael Chavez, and mm-hmm. he's the one who directed The Curse of uh, La Llorona. Nice. Um, yeah, I had to think because I just want to say La Yorna. I'm like, it's not. Right. <laughs> um, but I appreciate the effort. You did great. I thought it sounded great. Thank you. Uh, which I don't think Michael Chavez is a bad director. Uh, uh, but yeah. the only he's not really a true tried and true tested director. Sure. He, did, he did the Curse of La Yorona. And he mm-hmm. also just did like Billie Eilish's Bury a Friend music video. You know, those yeah. are the two biggest claims to fame right now, which is not a bad thing. And it's not like The Conjuring 3 is terribly directed no uh i just think it's kind of boring yeah so okay now since you're saying the critique now uh, i'll say that exact same thing this is not a bad movie so my issue with this movie is that it's too neat uh there's no point in this movie where i am afraid the heroes are gonna lose you know what i mean it's like, oh, we got to do this, cha-ching, we got to do this, cha-ching, mm. and then, oh, great, we win, bye. That, that, and in that regard, uh, that's where I, it ex- I'm so glad you said what you said about, by my standards of, the, of a horror movie, making you feel something, I agree that this was the worst of the seven uh, of all of these. So, um, but... I still think it was great. They had amazing effects. They had good actors. Uh, it's just that the the actual horror element um, where this could have ended, uh, like the possibility that this could have had a uh, anything anything but a happy ending, it was just mute. You know, like you knew that they were going to triumph. Look, so the Conjuring original one let's let's just go back for a second the conjuring original one scared me like i was scared yeah exactly Uh, i was scared enough that like i would i had a wardrobe at the time that the movie when i watched it (laughs) and i kept looking at the wardrobe thinking someone's gonna start clapping at me to see Bathsheba on the top of it staring at me the door's gonna be tapping three times that freaked me out right yeah the conjuring 2 uh i saw it in theaters and the nun didn't it's it's creepy but there it made me scream out loud when i saw it right there was a part that happened that made me scream out loud it's been it not a lot of movies do that to me mm-hmm. that did mm-hmm. it to me i can't remember what part it was but i remember screaming out loud being like oh ah! and and then my friends made fun of me for a while yeah um, yep 
Rightfully so. But The Conjuring 3, (laughs) nothing nothing jumped at me to make me like really scared uh and and i didn't feel any dread maybe that's because this was less about demon haunting stuff and more about witches yep and again we talk about where the the people are the real monsters but i don't and and it's it's getting played out if you're not doing it right i don't necessarily care that they didn't do demonic or i mean it kind of still had a demon because she was summoning summoning a demon but it didn't, but it, yeah, that wasn't that demon that was wasn't the main thing. It was not the, just running amok. It was the occultist, which yes. made me laugh that that was her name. The witch was the occultist. I was like, yeah. she doesn't even have a name. Like, yeah. she's this dude's daughter, and we don't get the name. We just get yes. my daughter did this. Yeah, and even the, in the story, right? Like when he's talking about his daughter, he just says, Oh, my daughter, I can, you know, I love her very much, but she's my daughter. Yeah. And that's all. That's it. Yeah. They never really say her name. And, uh, it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good John Noble impression there. <laughs> Thank you. Pretty, pretty good. John Noble, John Noble, fantastic actor as well. Very yes. classically trained actor. We know him from the show fringe. Uh, and he was, he was the father of, um, of the, of, the dude in the boys, the main character in the boys, he's his father. Oh, that's father. right. That's right. Yeah, I he, forgot. He went to go kill him, and then yeah. Anyway, um, and he's also in Lord of the Rings as the as that king who's like all sick. Ooh, um, he uh, he voiced the was it Jonathan Crane the Scarecrow yeah, in, in Batman in Arkham, Arkham series. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he's a good actor. You know, we know yeah. him from a lot of things, uh, and very little, very small part. I thought maybe he'd at least actually. The beginning of the movie when we meet him, or the middle, or wherever we meet him, I was like, he's the killer. Yeah, that's, uh, what, I, that's what I said. He's like, there's something going on with him, and then and then of course, he yeah, there, there was the setting. It was kind of a dead giveaway, and then also, uh, so I didn't think it was him, but I knew that he was aiding and embedding the actual villain, especially yeah, like really... we're talking about dripping and muffled sounds like right away. And I was like, it's, it's at that place. I just, I had already figured that out. I was like, there's something yes. to do with this dude. Uh, you know, he's off. There's no way they brought and no way. That's another thing about these type of movies. When you get someone who's a well-known name and mm-hmm. you put them in a smaller role like that, that's when it's a dead giveaway that they have something to do with exactly the, with the antagonist. Yes. and not anything bad about that. I mean, you, they do it all the time, but for me, it was like with a lot of no names in the movie, other than Patrick Wilson and, and Vera Farmiga, mm-hmm. um, you, 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 it's like, okay, he's, he's something to do with it. Cause he's a bigger name. Right. Um, okay. But nothing, nothing against witches, nothing against, I like no. witch movies, TV shows. I like when they do that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, of course. Uh, it almost, and of course, with the Conjuring universe, they're trying to change things up a bunch. They're trying to make it different, and I understand that. That's cool that they want to do that. We're talking mm-hmm. about Ed and uh, Lorraine Warren, right? Like these yes. are legendary um, ghost hunters. Uh, so, um, to do stories about them, you want to do a whole gamut of stuff. You don't want sure. to just keep yourself stuck in we're just making a demon. We're just using this, that, and the other. Um, But, uh, you know, it didn't, it it just did not connect for me the way that the other two connected for me. I agree. Uh, Again, I feel like, again, this movie was too neat. Like even the beginning, the the little boy, he's the perfect little cute little boy who's just like, uh, you know, so cute. You can't help but love him. And when he gets possessed, you're like, no. And but that uh, scene was so good, though. It was that was the best. Yeah, I feel like the opening was the was amazing. Any was scenes amazing. with that kid were yeah. my favorite scenes. I agree. He was he was such a he's a great little actor. He's got an amazing skill set. And um, but again, like I, like I you know he's the one that's going to be possessed and. Uh, like I don't know I you kind of I don't know if you saw it coming but it, I don't know it just felt within the top few possibilities that somebody's gonna like lay down on the sword for him right and um sure and I was just like no that's so stupid you're gonna like you're literally giving the demon a stronger host well and of course and it's harder to fight like don't do that <laughs> Ed Warren being like don't do it don't do it yeah. Arnie don't do you know don't talk do it don't talk to it. You know, you knew something was going to happen there. Arnie, yeah. Arnie already seemed like the uh, white knight type of guy anyway, like stand yes. up. 
you've and then later on when you see him like he wants to help everybody and he's he's a good guy he's gonna he's gonna ask uh debbie to marry him you know all this stuff yeah and the tra- yeah exactly he has so much going for him that <coughs> the you know ghost of uh game of thrones past could only strike at so this it- moment and uh also the trailer you know, it shows him walking on the street, and you know, I think I heard someone, yeah. and it's like, <laughs> save that. Did that not remind <laughs> you very much? Like, it felt like an homage. That whole scene when he's walking down the street felt like an homage to uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre films. I was when you said homage, I was like, what would you say? That's exactly what I thought. Yeah, it felt person. very Texas Chainsaw, not in a bad way, just in a nice like, oh, oh hey, that was very Texas Chainsaw Massacre of them. Yeah, the hitchhiker part where they always find a hitchhiker yeah. in the beginning and, and uh, she's demented and everyone wants to help, but all they do is take them back to the killers. So. Right. <laughs> one, for one, I was honestly a little more interested in the trial of it all. I yeah. wanted to see more with the trial, uh, yeah, especially I, knowing that this trial actually happened. Yes. Uh, I'd be very interested, I guess, maybe I can go back and read about it, but I would have been interested to see it on film. Absolutely. Uh, the trial parts, uh, I felt like they just kind of left a lot of that out. And I know a lot of this is embellished, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, of course. A lot of it's to make it film film quality. You know, we don't know how much Ed and Lorraine Warren in real life were making stuff up or how much they actually believed. It, I think they believed a lot of it. Sure. And, that, and, and I believe a lot of it. Um yeah. You know, we've already seen, though, like the Amityville Horror House may not have actually happened the way it happened. It was a lot of like people coming in and saying, hey, if you say this, we'll make money off of this. Um, Mm. So I do I do have questions about stuff. But and I thought about reading the case files of Ed and Lorraine Warren, you know, the book that has all their stuff in it. I thought about reading that. But just when it comes down to it, I'd rather just I have that child's hope that it is real. And so. Well, I believe in the possibility, and I don't mind stoking the flame to that yeah. faith, if you will. Sure. Uh, that not only is there something greater than myself, but there are some crazy messed up things that are bigger than myself, too. Sure. But you know what? I'll give this movie, okay? Because I did enjoy my time watching it. It wasn't yeah. a terrible film. Um, Patrick Wilson, Vera Farmiga, all of the actors mm-hmm. were top-notch on top of their game. Everything with Ed Warren's heart attack stuff, I was oh, in oh, for. Was I believed it. Patrick Wilson sold it for me. Mm-hmm, Patrick Wilson mm-hmm. was the best part of this movie, like as far as acting goes. Uh, yeah, it'd be a tie for me between him and Julian, uh, the, the little boy. The, oh, yeah, Julian uh, Hilliard, right? Julian Hilliard? Yeah. yeah. Uh, who, by the way, I just realized was Billy Maximoff from uh, <laughs> WandaVision when I was typing up the script. I was like, oh, that is Billy. Oh my gosh. Like I totally uh, wouldn't have recognized the glasses, you know, the glasses made him look very different. I looked at the kid and I was like, I hate the fact that this kid is possessed and he looks like me when I was a child. <laughs> like, I absolutely hate this right now. This, this is karma for the, Hey little boy. <laughs> Watch his candy. Torture me with. <laughs> That sounds really creepy. I would yeah. just pretend to comb my hair over and get like a weird smile and mess around. We, we would have some sleepovers. Still sounds, and, uh, still sounds really bad. We got to stop this right now. Oh, man. So <laughs> I had a, you had a couch right at the foot of your bed. And uh, and that's where I would sleep and you'd sleep on your bed. And I'd be like, you know, once, once midnight rolls around, I'm kind of done. I've kind of always been like that. And so, you know, I'd be like, all right, it's time to go to the couch. Cool. And then, uh, yeah, I was already sleeping on another couch, but, you know, the one in the bedroom. And then, uh, and so, okay, cool. And then, like, I'd be, like, winding down and Danny would pop up over the foot of the bed and be like, hi, little boy. <laughs> It was, like, it was like a mix between like Harry Carey and a creeper. Exactly. Yeah. It was hilarious, but also scary. <laughs> it was a character. Okay. Yeah, it was great. Um, it was great. But anyway, this, okay. So I don't have a ton to say. Like the action set pieces were fun. My, um, the scene where Vera Farmiga's uh, Lorraine, where she is helping the police find the body of one of the girls. Yes. Uh, that whole scene was really fun. Although, uh, just neat, too neat, but very fun. I still don't, I, I don't understand why the thing would grab her and try to pull her into the water, but. I, I think, uh, you know, it looks dangerous, but she's just trying to say I'm down here. Possibly. It, it yeah. could have been, 
Um, I, I could have taken it either way that the demon was trying to pull her down or whatever. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. Um, hey, here's the spot. You come to. kind of wish we would have kept with the whole uh, plot that they have where it's like every time Lorraine goes deeper into the the spirit world, the more she's attacked by the spirits. Yeah. I wish we would have kept up with that in this movie. Like the first two movies made it feel very um, – like it was an emergency like don't do this Lorraine and then this movie felt like it was like "Eh, I could do this yeah cocky and uh you know confident and convenient yeah you know I think my wife is not gonna pick these knives for you and then she does it what a mockery it's this one (laughs) which were were fun scenes like the whole like trying to debunk everything you saw the cops like giving each other money yes uh, when he when she figured out which knife it was like all this stuff and it's but you're right a lot of this felt like let's tie this in a pretty bow and yes and present this like it was very neat very clean cut even the ending like everything could have been like bad but it's like in the end it's like oh he only got five years and you got, a, you got a, you know, five years for murdering this dude, and then he was let off for good behavior type stuff, and he got yeah. married, and they still live I, happily ever after. I like the element, uh, you know, where she's actually, because his connection is stronger in this movie, so she says, uh, which I felt, again, should have made things not so neat and less convenient, and again, like you said, there should have been more attacks, because they, she's stronger. Yeah. But, um, you know, like... Uh, I really liked that when she went to the forest, she, uh, you know, because a lot of other times she's just viewing um, a story. And this one, it takes over her and she's literally acting out the murder. Yeah. And I loved that. Yeah. Uh, and, and I guess I guess the wood scene, you know, she gets possessed and she almost runs off of a cliff. But it's more, of again, like her vision, like she, her acting out her story that takes her there. Not so much that she was almost tricked purposefully into going off of that cliff right uh Um, and again there's there's a there's a there's there's supposed to be a lack of certainty here um which which i guess the heart attack while he's like having a heart attack or just some sort of cardiac event um while he's trying to get to her while she's running towards the cliff but i just you know i had every confidence that he was going to catch her especially because i think that was in the trailer too yeah, exactly. And I really, really hate when they include moments like that in the trailer. Like, I've I actually, think for a second that somebody's going to die, especially a main character. And I've actually been to the – I'm at the point now where I just watch a teaser trailer and that's it. Like, I don't even I – I try to avoid trailers at all costs now because, for one, I'm normally a blank slate kind of guy. I like to go into a movie with a blank slate. Um, and – and now it's almost guaranteed that, you know, I made the, the joke about Netflix trailers uh, in, <laughs> in yeah. uh, Those Who Wish Me Dead. But it's going to blow the movie. Everything I want to see in the theater or on my screen at home with my big, great surround sound, not as great as yours, but, uh, you know, uh, the, the those moments are ruined because I can't get them on a, on a first pass. Sure. I mean, it's kind of like how uh, now even like the TV trailers or the YouTube trailers that pop up before movies like Fast 9, I feel like I've seen all of the big stunts right now. Exactly. And not I that I'm not going to go see it. I almost guarantee you um, that we've seen like 9 out of 10. But and yeah, we have to see, see it. it. Yeah, we have um, to see it. I am excited though for the Jurassic World Dominion trailer that's going to happen before Ooh, Fast and the Furious. Then, yeah, that'll be fun. But those trailers, I feel like, don't give away the whole thing. No, they don't. It's, it's probably just be like a quick little teaser type thing but yeah uh and then there's some trailers though that i get and i'm like i don't know anything about this movie like the eternals uh yeah but also you need to get excited but you don't want to show me everything exactly there's there's an art to the trailer alone obviously there's an art to making a movie but there's an art to the trailer too and also not baiting and switching me like I think it was uh, Those Who Wish Me Dead where I'm just like, I was expecting a totally different movie. I was expecting a totally different movie with Those Who Wish Me Dead. I, I wish we would have said that in the review. I totally was I think expecting. We did. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but okay. I think I was bait and switch with this movie as well. The trailers made it seem like a lot of it would be about the trial stuff. And I was in for that. Mm, and when okay. I didn't get a lot of that, I was like, man, you just gave me like two trial scenes and that's all you gave me. Like, even the scene yeah. where he's talking to the lawyer and he's like, well, it's time that people believe in the devil. 
Exactly. I, so, so I, I do agree with that. I, I know. Anyway, regardless of all of that, the movie was fun. I, I had fun with it. I just, there were, it was too much, there was too much lull in between the, the exciting parts. Uh-huh. Um, I like the ending enough where they're fighting the witch. Like that was kind of fun. And she yeah. possessed Ed and he had the, the big hammer swinging it and stuff. And yeah. Um, but there was too many like foreshadowing events that were not like subtle. They were just like, Oh, well next time you should bring your pills. And then they show him run out <laughs> without the pills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, of course he's going to have an event. And then Lorraine's like, no, look inside my pocket watch. Yeah. I sit, I have one locket. for you. Locket. Or my locket. Yeah. I don't know why I said pocket watch, but locket. Yeah. Um, yeah. I yeah. like the characters of Ed and Lorraine. Yes. That's, I mean, that'll keep me, Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga will keep me coming back to the films. Right. And so the, and the girl, the love interest of, um, Debbie. Uh, yeah, that's their daughter, right? So, no. Oh, that's not their daughter? That's just yeah, see, I got confused them. about that, too, at okay, one point. Cool. Okay, no. good. I'm glad because I was like, I expected more out of her, but I'm glad I'm wrong about that. You see the daughter at one point in the movie. Oh. she kind of looks like Debbie's character as well, so I got yes. that confused me a little bit. But Debbie is the owner of the – she's the brother of David, the little boy. Who gets possessed in uh-huh. the beginning? Uh-huh. She's the uh-huh. sister. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. She's the sister, and she owns that dog kennel where Bruno the. Dude, I thought Bruno owned it, but she just ran it. No, I think she ran it, and I don't know. I don't know. Around. Okay, cool, cool, I cool. don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, either way, she was heavily involved with the, with were, the kennel. This is another movie where we're not told everything that yeah. I feel like we should have maybe been told about because I got confused at some parts. The the beginning of the movie. Total killer. So cool. Yeah. So fun. Um, nailed the intro. Nailed the intro. Had me in. Uh, then it kind of lulls a little bit. Then they give me something again. Lulls a little bit. Give me something again. Lulls a little bit. And then the ending. And, uh, and too many lulls. Too many uh, nothing happenings uh, that I could have been like, okay, you can cut this. You can cut this. You can cut this. You could have made this an hour and a half movie when you yeah. gave me an hour and 56 minutes. Yeah. And I think part of what plays into that is the cliche of like the, the weak uh, Catholic priest who strayed um, where it's just like, okay, man, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm all for Catholic humor. And, um, and I don't want to downplay the serious nature of what has, what has happened in the Catholic church as far as um, priests going astray and, you know, sure. abusing people. That's uh, obviously goes without saying, but I just feel like it's a cliche that's coming about all the time. It's like, oh, Catholic priest did something bad, and uh, and but and even if that was the case, they really they really could have cranked it up a notch uh, with with the anxiety because even then, like we get the story. Of, oh, it's my daughter, and she walks right in and slits his throat, and uh, it's just like Jesus. Like, there, there's not even like a, a hot pursuit. She just like walks up to him, essentially. Like she kind of tricks him a little bit, but uh, he doesn't really even try to get out of it. She exactly. Just, there's no fight. <laughs> he was done anyway. He was. You could tell he was done. But like Lorraine didn't wasn't like no, I'm not leaving you. You come in here because the altar. She didn't care. Despite. Like, oh, we have no idea where, where this altar is. It's 10 feet inside of this hidden door uh, where he let Lorraine into the secret passage. Uh, I think it was I think it was more of a labyrinthian. The, the, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a labyrinth of tunnels down there. But the way they cut it, it's like... The way they like, cut it was different like because when he mile. goes down there and couldn't find... I don't know, the whole thing. She finds it right away is what I'm kind of getting well, to. Well, she where, leads where down the very hall, convenient, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh my God. But also, I mean, all I'm trying to really get at is that it was super convenient to find the altar and that there could have been like a, no, I'm not leaving you. Let's both go in the tunnel. And he's old, so he can't keep up. So eventually she gets him and then she goes and finds the tunnel. Something like that. Uh, I think would have built up in anticipation and avoided the lulls we're talking about. Yeah, there was just a lot of stuff. They could have cut stuff or added where the stuff that could be cut added more development of some things. A little panache. Um, (laughs) Ultimately, this movie uh, didn't scare me at all. 
yeah. I, I was kind of, I was interested in parts. I was bored in other parts. Um, if you have HBO Max and you're looking for something to do, you can watch it and it, it won't be like the most terrible time ever. Uh, yeah. you'll, you'll do better than those who wish me dead. Um, but is it a must see? Absolutely not. Unless you're like a huge conjuring universe fan and you have to have it. Right. Um, well, and, and before I get into like my opinion on that, like, by the way, Julian Hillard, the little boy is from Dallas, Texas. So oh. hooray for that. That's really cool. Um, but yeah, I can love you represent. Yeah. Uh, keeping, keeping it funky. Um, so, um, this movie, again, like I agree with you, it uh, didn't scare me at all. I think that this is the Conjuring movie that if you want to start your one of your friends that just hates horror movies onto this series and maybe get them to dabble into a horror series, start with this movie. <laughs> and, and, and you lull them into a false sense of security and then show them the, the original Conjuring. And yeah. <laughs> especially if you want to prank them. Uh, but yeah, the only reason this, I would say like you have to see this movie is if you're super dedicated to the Conjuring series. Uh, and if you just love all the movies, it's like, all right, cool, great. Because I think that this movie is more of a stepping off point for another sequel. And I'm cool. I'm cool. I'll, I'll go see another sequel. You know what I mean? Like, I'm exactly. going to, I'm again, I'm there for Ed and Lorraine uh, Warren's character mm-hmm. uh, development and all that. I, I enjoy that. But um, yeah, this was this is the weakest film. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree with that. So with that, I don't think that it's a must-see for the year. I think it's a, a well-done movie, but it's just too neat for a horror movie. And uh, the pace, uh, it just doesn't carry its pace very well. It just it didn't feel anything like James Wan would have done it. Yeah. The original yeah. director of the stuff, it just didn't. Yeah, it was too neat, too pretty. You're right. Um, you know what else might be neat and pretty but good? What's that? Our next sponsor. All right. All right, passengers, we're on to the birthdays and the news. So let's get straight into this. Uh, June 13th, we have Captain America himself, Chris Evans. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Even before Chris Evans was Captain America, I think I I, I did one of those Facebook memories and I saw like way back when, when I announced, when I not announced, but when I put on my Facebook, oh my God, Chris Evans is being looked at as Captain America. That'd be great. I always liked Chris Evans because, you know, Scott Pilgrim and uh, he was, um, he was uh, flame on human torch in, uh, in the fantastic four films. Yeah, exactly. Like, I liked him a lot. Um, what was it like? Uh, the perfect score that he was in with Scarlett Johansson back then. Uh, essentially, they all cheat on it. They break in a building to break into a building to cheat on the SAT. Oh my gosh, I forgot uh, about that film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I've loved Chris Evans for a not long another time teen too. movie. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and on top of that, like as the first Avenger, I loved uh, you know the little guy getting a shot at greatness and uh and i always feel like um the body double that they didn't i don't think they they still cg'd him way more than anything uh but they had used um oh what was his name uh leander dini as the skinnier small Steve Rogers, I just always thought that was great. That guy doesn't get enough props, you know. But anyways, I love Chris Evans because of that especially. But he's been on the radar for a long time. I just, I really appreciate Chris Evans. Oh, yeah. He's, he's been, he was a fantastic Captain America. I say was because we don't know if he'll come back or not. He's but on the moon, dude. He'll be back. All of the, all of the new shows are saying that he's dead, so... Yeah, but, um, you know, if you look at science, you age slower on the moon. So maybe they bought him a little time, you know, uh, up, working up there with Fury. You think he's on the moon with Fury? I hope he's on the moon with I don't Fury, think he's on the moon but I don't think he's actually there. But uh, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if they used it. Like, he's like a consultant. He's too old or just no, doesn't I think, want to do it I, anymore. I think he just wanted to live out his life with, uh, with Agent Carter. I, Peggy I, Carter and just I agree. Never do anything any ever again. It's okay if he's di- if he died or not. I, I'm cool with that. I agree, but just you know, with all these Marvel things and uh, hope, they could bring him back. There's ever definitely dies. a way. Nobody ever dies, right? So he yeah. could he could come back in Loki. I mean, the way they're doing Loki. Exactly. And speaking of which, Lo- have you watched Loki? Oh yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, it's so great. So it's fantastic! So great. I can't wait. It's better than WandaVision so far. Can't wait for the well. 
as a whole, I can't say that yet. I gotta wait till they actually give me the ending and stuff. I'm not gonna say WandaVision well, as far was as like first episodes go. Uh, yeah, WandaVision's the problem with WandaVision is that they're 20 minute shows. They weren't like an hour, and they didn't give you a lot of meat until later. Uh, okay, but yeah. Well, I just remember like I felt felt like I had to commit to like one or two episodes, but and like you know, regardless of what was happening. But, but this also, one, it's Loki. It's also, also yeah. It's also it's just Loki. Wandavision <laughs> is a it was used as a jumping on point to multiverse of madness, which I absolutely loved. That Loki brings up that there's a multiverse yes, exactly. that's in madness and chaos. Yes, like, funny. Doctor mm-hmm. Strange too. Look, look, look. <laughs> it's happening. That's, a, that's an Easter egg. This is that uh, so Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's like, "Ooh, yeah, you know, yep." <laughs> that was it from once, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, right? I haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but uh, yeah, um, it's good. I uh, yeah, I, I loved it. It was great. Um, can't wait for next episode. Uh, Aaron Johnson up next. Aaron Johnson, of course, from Kick Ass. Uh, yeah, Tenet, which we did. Uh, one of our Quicksilvers. Uh, what? One of the Quicksilvers, right? That's right. He was Quicksilver in um, Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You didn't see that coming. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta watch that again at some point. It's been too long. Um, Malcolm McDowell, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. legend. Yes. Total legend from uh, uh, A Clockwork Orange. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I can't hear singing in the rain without seeing his face. I love that movie. I I feel like uh, it might be an acquired taste for some, but I think it's uh, a classic. No, it's uh, uh, it's Stanley Kubrick's second best film, in my opinion. And uh, you know, he was in Halloween as uh, Doctor Loomis. I really, uh, I kind of liked him there. He was a little sweet. Oh, oh, in the remake. Yes, yes, yes. In the remake, I'm sitting there going. Yeah, <laughs> not Loomis and Halloween. Nothing like that guy. Where did you get that from? <laughs> uh, did you pull that one out of your bum bum? <laughs> yeah, but the, the, nobody noticed, right? This is just on recording forever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but also, I really loved him in Heroes. Yes. He yeah. Was really good in Heroes. as the dad of uh, Peter and Nathan Petrelli. Uh, I loved that too. Yeah, that's right. He was. He did end up being that. Yeah. Yeah. Just super twisted show. I love it. I did love Heroes. I loved Heroes. I've been trying. I keep getting like halfway through the first season and starting over again. The first season is uh, so good. The first season's like, if you ever want to make a television series and you're like, this is how you make a television series, you, you just show the first season of Heroes. Absolutely. Do not show the second season. That was... Uh, <laughs> I loved, I loved all of it, but yeah, the first season just yeah, as a whole, I liked Heroes, but that first season is definitely its very best season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that second season is kind of eh, and then third and fourth are pretty good. Yeah, Cat uh, Dennings, dude, of course from WandaVision, but uh, Thor, Two Broke Girls, um, mm-hmm. I, I love Cat Dennings. Oh, uh, one of my very favorites, uh, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that movie. They're in the van. They're like, hey, you need to wear a real ba- bra, not that uniboob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's a great movie. Um, June 14th, Diablo Cody. She wrote uh, Juno um, and a couple other things that I've not paid attention to. Yeah, exactly. Just not in my wheelhouse, but we appreciate you. Yeah. I, uh, Juno was a great movie. Yeah, exactly. I only know the one. Yeah. <laughs> June 15th, Mr. NPH, Neil Patrick Harris himself. Yes. Man, uh, I do love me some NPH. Yeah, of course. I mean, even, uh, you know, Doogie Hauser was a little bit before my time, but I love, like, everything he's done since then. And, uh, like, I got I to put it out there, the, you know, the Harold and Kumar movies. I, I love how... Um, I can't, he plays a caricature of how people perceived him. I would imagine, like in the early two thousands. Aren't you, you gay, know? dude? No, I just I just play gay so I get the girls. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, I just lo- I love Neil Patrick Harris and I love his real life. Uh, you know, he just seems like a really well. good guy. Exactly. Uh, I do love his um, 
Barney Stinson on How I Met Your Mother. Yes, oh, uh, it's a- absolutely and, my favorite. And I would say that that's the reason why we have Cobra Kai. Ooh. Because Barney Stinson really... Yeah, because of his um, love for Karate Kid, right? Love for... Um, the bad guy is actually the good guy in his eyes. Yes, and and I love that they show that in the show, too, because it's like, oh, man. Because hmm. <laughs> LaRusso's not a great person is what you realize. Right. Well, I mean, he comes in and... None of them are good. Also, like, I recently heard of a stroke of uh, what was construed as bullying but not was not actually bullying uh but you know somebody comes into a scenario where they don't know anybody but everybody who they, in the area already knows each other and they already got their clicks and it's so hard to be accepted and he's just trying to squeeze his way in and he messes up a few, you know he messes up the chemistry of you know what's going on there you can't mess so, this stuff up you're the new guy can't double stamp a triple stamp triple stamp a double stamp. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> June 16th, we have John Cho speaking of Harold and Kumar. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, and also Star Trek, right? Yeah, Star Trek and uh, the upcoming live action version of Cowboy Bebop. I'm super excited about. Mm. Super excited for the Netflix nice. Cowboy Bebop show. Um. And I put Tupac Shakur on here for the same day because it's Tupac Shakur. Yeah, of course. The and legend. Celebrate Tupac Shakur. Man, gone, was, maybe not gone too soon. There was a... <laughs> so he's still alive. Yeah. There was a time in my life where I could uh, I could rap his lyrics. I don't, I don't think I can anymore, but there was a time. I still appreciate you. Uh, June 7th. That's what it was But uh, I, gosh, I cannot remember the movie that he was in. I think it was with Dandy Newton. Um, oh, I think I always mention this and I can never remember the darn movie. But I love that movie. So I'm sorry I can't remember. But I think it's nothing but trouble. I don't, I don't know. I didn't watch any of his movies. Anyways. No. <gasps> Oh my god! I, oh. I need to watch nothing but trouble. But uh, yeah, again, I love that movie. It's like, uh, are you thinking like, of all? Uh, uh, was Tupac in Nothing But Trouble? I guess he was. Man, well, yeah. So, anyways, I digress. But I think I'll figure juice? out that movie and we'll come back. I, it might have been Juice. It might have been Juice. Juice. Anyway, I don't know enough about Tupac movies to. Uh, Dude, nothing but trouble, though, man. I forgot how much I like yes. that movie. That's so I used movie. to con- uh, confuse that with The Burbs, and I would get so upset because I would look up The Burbs, which is a great movie, but I wanted to see Nothing But Trouble, and uh, yeah, that movie is great. Yeah, it's, Nothing But Trouble is a great movie. Yeah, and that's why I was like, oh, I was like, I found it. I could, find, could not remember the name of that movie. Um, June 17th, one of my favorite comedians, I say comedians, comedic actors, Will Forte. Oh, well, uh, yeah, he's a great guy. Great MacGruber. MacGruber. Yeah. I love MacGruber. MacGruber and, uh, and uh, Last Man on Earth was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, so funny. Um, next up, Thomas Hayden Church. We had a long conversation about uh, the Spider-Man stuff and him, of course, being uh, Sandman, but sideways. Yeah, exactly. Also, Jack and Sideways. I think he's a hilarious, uh, mischievous dude in that one, although, uh, you know, not the best guy. No, no, not the best guy. But a, a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, June 18th, we have Sir Paul McCartney from The Beatles. Another living legend, a musical living legend. Oh, of course. Living legend, of course. Uh, I remember Rob, uh, when we first got into vinyls, or well, rather you were into vinyls for a bit, but I was like thinking, I was just so deluded in thinking I might be able to find a White Album. Uh <laughs> And like that, somebody might not know what it was. Everyone knows what that is. Everyone and, knows. And, <laughs> and the fact knows. that the fact that when you go to like Forever Young Records and you you the White Album's not even out in their regular stuff, you have to go to their like really nice room where you're not allowed to have a bag or anything. <laughs> and then you look at the price and you're like, okay, I'm probably never gonna own this album uh, originally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, an original pressing or anything like that. No freaking way. And then, Mike, uh, if you got a line on it, let us know. But we'll just admire the price tag and move let on Mark know because yeah. I went through my parents' vinyls and found a pristine copy. Son of a. With all of the posters still in it. Oh, that's so cool. Wait, yeah. but they kept that, right? That's not like you didn't get to bring it home. 
I have it sitting in my vinyl uh, collection in my room. Next time I come over, I, I will put on gloves, but I'm going to hold that. I'm going <laughs> to just hold it in my hands. It's a great album, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, after Paul McCartney, we have another living legend in the movie world, Roger Ebert. Yes. I mean, I kind of, I mean, in, in, at least indirectly, we wouldn't, might not have a podcast if it wasn't for big names like, you know, well, the, the only reason yes, the that we know the Siskel and Ebert, we give it two thumbs up, is because of Siskel. And Ebert. Exactly, exactly. So uh, uh, we are still working on our standard here, but yeah, I don't <laughs> we, know if we'll ever have a standard. But that's you know that's how you got to look at it. Like they they were the gold standard of of uh, critics for a very long time. I mean, it's still Siskel and Ebert is still a website. It's still people reviewing movies, just using their names as the review site but i mean right yeah roger eber was a was a legend when it comes to movie critics and a, a pretty good guy as well he was the imdb before imdb yeah. and you might actually agree with what he says yeah. <laughs> you mean rotten tomatoes excuse me Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, yes. Rotten Tomatoes. He's yes, also like IMDb. I'm sure he yeah. had a memory that yeah. could remember who was in what movies. But Yeah, exactly. But the rating, yeah, but yeah. the ratings. But June 19th certainly last, uh, certainly, okay, last but certainly not least is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, Paul Dano, who I uh, really enjoy. I always yeah. think of him as the weirdo skinny dude who showed his wiener in um, – in uh, 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 the girl next door. Oh, oh, we don't see it, but he. Does we don't it. see yeah. it, but he, you know, they show it in the in the in the. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, and in the, in the uh, porno, essentially, that they make the educational yeah. video. The educational with video. porn stars. Excuse me. Yes, <laughs> uh, but Paul Dano, uh, we're going to see him in uh, the Batman as the Riddler, which. I'm excited for. I really think that he can pull off a madman very well. I, I hope that they, uh, you know, given that kind of, you know, the like in Gotham, he's, he's a clean cut guy, but he's crazy. I, I hope they do something. I don't know. The whole Gip suit thing isn't really doing it for me. Oh my God, I forgot about that. That is not doing anything for me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm less excited. I'm excited for Paul Dano because I think he'd do the Riddler justice. But if this is not the Riddler we know, if it's just some like meh character, I'll be very disappointed. I'm, I'm not excited right now for the Batman at all. Uh, that first trailer had me excited and then all the stuff I'm hearing offhand, I just don't know. We'll yeah, I, I completely agree. It's, I'm it's, hesitantly it's, it's, expecting something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not not with a whole lot of anticipation, especially after Zack Snyder. I mean, he just sl- slam yeah. dunked yeah, did. that movie after a release of, you know, uh, the original version, I guess. Yeah. And technically his is kind of the original vision of it. But anyways, uh, yeah, it's like, how do you follow that? Uh, with you know the the Robert Pattinson, so I just I'm I just I feel really bad for that crew. I want it to I be was, amazing. I, I was yeah I was I wasn't excited about it at all, and then I had been converted to being excited with that trailer and Robert Pattinson lays down a crazed beating yeah. on somebody, and I was like okay right you know I I think I can I'm see vengeance. the potential yeah exactly, and now after Zack Snyder has released his, I'm like there's just like no way that you could hold a candle to the to anything. I just want Batflag back after Justice League. Yeah, so. I'd see more. Anyway, Paul Dano, uh, if you, movies that you need to see of his are uh, There Will Be Blood. He's fantastic in that. And Swiss Army Man. Oh, God. Yeah. You gotta watch uh, him riding a farting Daniel Radcliffe down the ocean. Uh, other way around, right? No, Dana Radcliffe's The Dead Body. Okay. And so the thing is, is I, I turned that movie off a long time ago. I So sorry. I like it. <laughs> it's so dumb. I love it. It's such an original film. Yeah, um, I say something. I normally will suffer through a movie. I saw that in theaters, man. I saw that and my wife was asleep. She was totally passed out. She was like, nope, I'm done with this. Smart, smart lady. Uh, happy birthday to our celebrities. That's right. Happy birthday. Without you, we would not be able to do what we do. So thank you. Yeah. Who's going to 
into some news, uh, some fun ones today. So we talked about Jurassic World Dominion already. Uh, the yeah. big thing is we're going to see the trailer here uh, for before Fast 9, but it's not going to feature a hybrid dinosaur like the first two did. What? So... It's um, I thought they kind of killed them off, right? No, they let and them like go. It was the a little, nature versus nurture no, the type little, of thing. No, the little clone girl let them go. Oh. She pressed okay, the so button. They're, they're keeping that in their back pocket for a little while. They're opening it up. Uh, so I think I think this one's going to be more about the fallback from the fallout from that. Okay. How yeah. are people going to live among dinosaurs? Because now it actually is a Jurassic world. world. Uh, apparently, this will uh, this movie will open up two side stories that they'll follow for sequels. Um, as well, I agree, and I'm excited for anything that these guys bring out because I love Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. I love it all. Give me more dinosaur movies. Yeah, I need it. Give me more uh, dinosaur movies doing weird things. Uh, So, okay. If you remember, Chevy Chase used to be in a couple movies where he played a character, Fletch. He's a reporter. They're silly films. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. Kevin Smith was supposed to direct a version of Fletch way back when, and he was going to have... Help me out with his name. Lee. Brandon Lee. Oh, okay. He's going to have... Is it Brandon Lee? Superman, Brandon, not, Brandon, Brandon, Bruce, Superman? not Bruce, Brandon, Brandon. You know what? I was I was actually unfamiliar with the concept entirely, so I don't know. I'm talking Brody. Oh, Brody. oh, oh, uh, oh my God, Earl. My name is Earl. My name is Earl. <laughs> uh, the actor. It's, it's it's Lee. It's uh. And now Adrian Brody's in my head. Is completely incorrect. Oh my God. It's Jason oh. Lee. Jason, Jason Lee. Jason Lee. Thank you. Jason God. Lee. God, sorry. So Jason Lee was originally supposed to play Fletch for Kevin Smith. He had a really good story, mm. um, and it fell through. Well, now yeah. uh, we're getting a reboot, Fletch, not from Kevin Smith. Um, and uh, John Hamm is going to be If I would have liked that Fletch. I don't know. Uh, at that point in life, I would have eaten everything Kevin Smith fed me. So Yeah, absolutely. I would have been in the theater, but I, I don't but know now, if I would have been impressed. But now we have a John Hamm Fletch coming out, and I Very cool. absolutely love me some John Hamm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't care. I'll take anything that he's going to play in. Um, but yeah, he's, he's playing uh, Fletch, and it starts filming this month. Very cool. So that's, I think that's cool. It'll be really fun. Yeah, I'm gonna go yeah. back and watch Fletch and Fletch Lives now. Yeah, same. And I uh, I remember liking Fletch. So yeah, it's a good movie. I'm 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 a game. All right. Uh, Harry Melling, who played uh, Dudley in the Harry Potter movie, he also played uh, one of the really good chess players in the Queen's Gambit, mm-hmm. who's sort of kind of dated uh, Anya Taylor Joy's character. Okay. I don't know if they were dating in there. Oh, that's right. That's right. And well, he wanted her, he but wanted she her, was too busy she was and focused. Just, well, she was just kind of using him. Yeah. Um, but he's going to play Edgar Allan Poe in the movie The Pale Blue Eyes with Christian Bale. Whoa. I, I could totally see him playing a good Edgar Allan Poe. He's a great actor. I agree. I agree. He was, he, he you know, you didn't like him in Harry Potter because he was a jerk. Yeah. But, but that's Queen's a good Gambit, actor. Queen's Gambit sold me, man. Yeah, exactly. Sold same me on here. him. Oh my! Same same thing with the kid from uh, Love Actually. Sold me on him. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't have cared. But they all, they both look goofy, right? Like they look like children still on uh, people's on a. You human just can't body. see past the Harry Potter. Right? I guess that's probably the hard part. Although it's really it's easier for Harry Melling because he's he's not the chubby Dudley he was. He's now this really. He is somewhat long bottom on a yeah. scale of uh, one to ten. He's like a, you know, an eight on if on full long bottoming. I guess right. <laughs> oh, because Neville Longbottom turned into a very handsome man. Yes, exactly. Okay, yeah. I understand what you're saying. Uh, here's one that you might like. Kingpin 2 is in development from the Farley brothers. Oh my God. That's awesome. Uh, I was just laughing about, uh, Kingpin with my sister's boyfriend, Kurt. I didn't know that he liked Kingpin so much. And we spent like, like I did like five, 10 minutes, like laughing about funny movie. Uh, Kingpin quotes. It's hilarious. Funny movie. It's, it's been a long time hilarious. since I've watched it. Yeah, I hope they don't squander it like a Zoolander two or something like that. But you I, know what? Uh, I have no faith in this at all. 
um, just because Dumb and Dumber 2 was not good. True. But I I can hope. A guy can hope, right? <laughs> and, and for passengers at home, the Farley brothers did Dumb and Dumber, Dumb and Dumber 2, Kingpin, mm-hmm. and now Kingpin 2. So I, that's why I don't have faith. But, and, and it's too bad Chris Farley's not actually around anymore. Just kidding. Oh, wow. <laughs> Rob Zombie is actually officially doing this Munsters movie. I am excited for that. I think he might be one of the few people on this earth that could do something like that justice. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Monsters is a, a really fun property. Um, the done right can be done really fun. Yeah, and he can just use his car from one of his music videos. Dragula. Yeah, exactly. And, and he said... Dragula. Dragula. Um... Yeah, I have nothing more to say about that. Um, Zack Snyder, man. We're on a Zack Snyder love fest right now. Like, uh, I freaking love Zack Snyder. Yeah. Uh, he he says he wants to make a Dragon Ball Z movie. Mm, well, uh, you know, I mean, as he far would. as Dragon Ball Z fans are concerned, I think that Redemption is called for. Well, um, after Evolution being such a terrible movie. Yeah, exactly what I'm referring to. And, but... It's a guilty pleasure of mine. But guess what? You know, and I'm sorry to say this uh, publicly, but I was not into the cartoon or anything like that at all. So when I watched it, I was like, hey, this is kind of fun. This is great. Jamie Chung's, like, I think debut. And uh, I had fun with it, but I... But Jamie, Jamie Chung played uh, Bulma? I think or so. Chi- or Chi-Chi. Chi-Chi. No, Chi-Chi. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyways, I liked it, but... I know that it did not do justice for true Look, fans, which I am not, and I can. No, admit. no, no. Here's my issue with it. It feels like a totally different movie that they wrote, and then they were like, "Hey, hey, just put Dragon Ball in the name, and then just add these things to it." Sure, I, I give you that. If I watch that movie, sorry, passengers, I am eating. I'm really hungry. Um, <laughs> if I'm watching Dragon Ball Evolution. I like to watch it because it's a fun movie. Yes. If I start thinking about it as Dragon Ball at all, it loses me 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, Ignorance I kind of want to watch it again just because it's so bad it's good type of movie. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, James Marsters is fantastic as Piccolo. <laughs> yeah. Like if they wanted to make another Dragon Ball movie but not have it do anything to do with evolution, you could still give me James Marsters Piccolo and I'd be totally okay with that. <laughs> And when I watched it, I was like, Spike! Um, (laughs) But anyway, it is is a fun movie, but as a Dragon Ball movie, it's an atrocity. Uh, I am watching, I I actually just finished the original Dragon Ball series, and I just started Dragon Ball Z. Nice. Because I wanted to, like, go through them, because it's been a long time. I never watched Dragon Ball before, and I absolutely loved it. And so now, even thinking back to Evolution, I'm like, ugh. Yeah, it's supposed to be like the original Dragon Ball. Is not. <laughs> God, they even got Chow Yun Fat as Gohan, the, the yeah. grandfather. Ugh. Uh, and I, I liked uh, Moten Roshi in that. Oh no, no, Chow Yun Fat was Roshi, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I thought he was hilarious as Moten Roshi. Dude, Roshi's supposed to be like a hornball. <laughs> Okay, I, I just kind of got the drunk vibes, not so much the hornball. No, they but I still thought he was hilarious. Anyway. But that would have well, made it better. Again, an atrocity. That even a non-fan is like, dang, that would have been better. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's not an atrocity. What's that? Our sponsors. That's right. Hey, Danny, today's sponsor is Perry's Paranormal Pachinko Parlor. I love Perry's Paranormal Pachinko Parlor. They are not only a bit freaky, but super fun. Yeah, especially when you hit the jackpot and coins start flying at you from out of nowhere. That's why you need to always be prepared with a bag to catch them in and not just your face. I guess so. Well, our passengers get $10 of play for every $20 they put in. That's a great deal. Thanks, Perry's Paranormal Pachinko Parlor. All right, passengers, it is time for the elevator pitch, man. It's where we're going to have uh, Mark this time around, and not me, thankfully, uh, give an elevator pitch to our um, 
producer that's on an elevator and we just happen to be on there with him and we're like hey we're gonna pitch a movie to you and i'm gonna give mark three random words mark are you ready i'm ready all right your three random words are mouse chip and satellite mouse chip satellite okay this is gonna be a sequel to Mouse Hunt. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, uh, the mouse, you know, it's, uh, it's a great little mouse, right? Uh, they uh, kind of learn to live with the mouse in the end of the original movie. However, new people move into that house, and that's that rat's house. I don't care. I don't care who you are. That's that rat's house. He lived there longer than anybody. Well, this movie is the new owners trying to come to terms with a, a rat living in their house, of course. Or excuse me, a mouse. And uh, they they notice because their their chips are always gone. Their their the chip the potato chips in the pantry they're gone. And it's like, okay, I like ruffles too. Who's eating all the ruffles? Everybody's arguing. I didn't eat the ruffles. I had some. I didn't eat the whole bag, which, you know, that's a lie to some people. I can go through a whole bag of ruffles if you let me do it. Um, anyways, <laughs> so, but this one's a little bit more technologically advanced. You know, this is a great, nice house. Since the original movie, it's been restored. And, uh, you know, the Californians have just boosted the market value of this house. Uh, ridiculously in a good old Texas fashion. Um, but wherever they're located... And uh, so these rich people are like, we got to get rid of this rat, but how are we going to do it? And they use satellite technology. They use all kinds of ridiculous tricks and all to really just fumble all over themselves at the wit of a um, really old mouse. (laughs) In the end, this is a terrible idea. (laughs) So my, when you said a mouse uh, sequel, my thought process was, uh, they end up, the mouse ends up on like a space station. And, and so it's now a mouse hunt in space. I, I would, I would watch that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's a kid's movie. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, it's like when Jumanji went to space and it was Zathura. Yeah. And he, that little, and then a mouse in space would totally cause like an Apollo 13 situation. Oh yeah. So, uh, then the mouse may, maybe, uh, kind of helps out. Uh, cause it's, uh, you know, we all got to help each other out. Otherwise we're all going to die. And I want to get back to earth too. I'm a furry little guy. Well, you know, <laughs> it works. It, it works. I mean, it, that's, that's like nineties Hollywood sequels in a nutshell. Let's do the same exact movie, but with different people. In space. Uh, well, I was thinking about the one you originally pitched. In space, that was it's totally 90s as well, like Jason X. Let's put Jason yes, that's exactly what I thought. on ice, and then we'll have him wake up in space, and he'll kill people on a space station. <laughs> and there will be a really cool VR game in there for no reason. You know, I'm not going to make fun of Jason X because it's actually a fun movie. But I, Yeah, I agree. I actually, uh, like, as a, maybe I was like 12 when he came out or like uh, maybe younger. Uh, I thought it was so fun because, I, you know, obviously space, the final frontier. I wanted to be an astronaut when I was younger. It's a fun movie. I thought it was so great. And I love horror movies. Yeah. And so I remember there was a Halloween where I watched like all of the Jasons and all of the Freddy Kruegers on like network television and I thought it was great. I feel like it's harder to come by now. They do do series like that, but nowadays I feel like they it's like, all right, we're only going to do one. Like our contract is we're the only series that can be on this channel during this time or whatever. So, Well, I don't think a lot of channels play those horror movies anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's sad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, next week we'll be reviewing uh, another HBO Max uh, original, not original, HBO Max uh, slash movie theater movie. We're going to be doing In the Heights, which is Lin-Manuel Miranda's uh, new musical. We saw the trailer for it when we watched uh, Army of the Dead, and you were like, ooh, that does look good. Okay. All right. Sorry, I already forgot. But that's me 
doing my clean slate thing. So short-term memory loss helps me out. In my I did mind. watch the first eight minutes. <laughs> they released the first eight minutes on YouTube the other day, and I was like, oh, this is a lot of fun. Uh, why do you do that to yourself? Because I, I like it. It's, yeah. it's the, it was basically just the first musical montage, uh, you know, explaining everything, and I, it got me really into it, and I was like, okay, I'm 100% in for this movie. But I am a is sucker. That the, wait, is that the one where it's like, oh, nothing's better than the theater, that trailer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everything's theatric. They use the it's like it lot. takes place in like a barrio in, in yes um, New York and I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. They had good music, so oh, I'm yeah. looking I'm forward excited. to that. I don't. I think it'll be a little campy for my taste, but what musical isn't? And um, I'm a big musical fan, man. I uh, you yeah, know you are I'm yeah. Phantom of the Opera, uh, High School Musical. Uh, <laughs> I like Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> Hamilton, man, I can't wait till they make a movie for Hamilton. Uh, wait, what? Hamilton. They they did that. They did the play, but they didn't oh. do a movie. Oh, okay. But I haven't seen it yet, so I don't. You haven't watched the play? Disney Plus has the play, and it's really good. I know, but you know when something like everyone's trying to shove something down your throat, and you're just like, I, I'm not I'm not doing it. Uh, Mark, listen, I'm the only one shoving things down your throat. <laughs> Uh, in this case, you were correct, sir. Especially musicals. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, Glee. Glee that you kept trying I to I did love watch. Glee. I did. Yes. I was a big fan of Glee. Yeah. In was... retrospect, I think I, I think Danielle and I checked that an episode or two, and I was like, okay. I was it's it's kind of like a dark comedy version of like a Glee club. I'm down. I'm down with that. I love dark comedy, so if you give me that. I'm, I'm down. So. You know what? I was I, I was thinking about this just a minute ago when you said Mouse Hunt. I want to I want to kind of like circle back for a second. Cool. I used to always think that. Oh God, what was that movie called? Dirty Little Things. Is that the one where they kill the prostitute? Oh, accidentally. Uh, bad, bad, bad things or bad little things. Bad things. Something. You know that yeah. movie I'm talking Very about. Very bad things. Very just, bad things. That's what it's called. Yeah. I used to think that was the first dark comedy I ever saw, but now I'm thinking Mouse Hunt might be the first dark comedy I ever saw. <laughs> it started when you're young. Uh, <laughs> just thinking about it. Just, it was a very, the set pieces in Mouse Hunt were just very fantastic. As yes. I, I have a really good memory of Mouse Hunt for some reason. Uh, I probably watched. Well, it a and lot. also Nathan is just such a great actor. Oh, and uh, I forget who the other, what the other actor's name is. That was also in something about Mary. Yeah, I know exactly I, who you're talking. Oh, uh, gosh, but he's a great comedian too. And uh, yeah, they just have they have such great presence. Yeah, um, was John Goodman in Mouse Hunt as well? Mm, I don't think so. No, he, he was just like the, the restaurant owner or something. Maybe no, he's just the exterminator in. Uh, <laughs> I don't in, arachnophobia. Uh, arachnophobia. <laughs> I would love to have seen. I would love to see him pop up as cameos in other places, like to bring universes together. <laughs> it's just like you know what you need here. You need a good stuff. <laughs> just. I was Nathan Lane and Lee Evans. Lee Evans. Lee Evans is the name of the guy. But like Love I, that guy. I'm looking at like all the other cast, and I'm like, I have no clue who any of these people are. But yeah, Mouse Hunt, man, that was a that was a really fun one. They should uh, <laughs> not remake it. Ah, uh, yeah. Unless you have the skill, and those guys come back somehow. But how? I don't know how you make that work. No, no, no. We're good. We're good. Just like our podcast is. Yes. Thank you for listening to Pop Culture Elevator. We love you, passengers. And remember, if you want to contact us, you can reach us at popcultureelevator at gmail.com, Instagram at popcultureelevator, Twitter at PCE Podcast, and our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash popcultureelevator. Thank you again for listening. We will see you next Wednesday.